You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. And I apologize for not dropping a show yesterday. I know I talked about it on the Friday show that it would be a little bit later. Um, Ultimately, got back from the ski trip, decided that I was just not energized enough to give you a podcast. I'll be giving you five this week, starting with today and finishing up on Saturday after the game versus Illinois, breaking all that down. We do have a lot of random news and notes we're going to be covering on today's show. Iowa gets two guys returning, which is going to be huge for the special teams. The wrestling team uh, dominated Minnesota. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Michigan sports shuts down for two weeks. What does that mean for Iowa? Um, a few Hawkeyes have made the Super Bowl, and I will land a fantastic commit on the offensive line. And then finally, a little bit of Senior Bowl talk. That is all going to be on today's show. So let's get into it, though. Before we do that, though, please make sure you like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at. Give us that five-star review if you like it, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But let's kick it off with the men's wrestling because the Iowa Hawkeyes wrestling squad is just – it's honestly just – too good, right? I mean, they're just phenomenal, and what they did against a ranked Minnesota team is just so impressive um, all around. And let's get into each of those individual matchups. Obviously, not going to go through um, everyone in detail. Just want to go through what the scores obviously were for that. So let's get into that right now. So Iowa beats the 16th ranked Minnesota Gophers 35 to four. The only match they lost was Tony Cassiope falling to number one Gabe Stevenson 15 to six in the final match of the day. But as you can expect, given the fact that Iowa didn't surrender a single point until that time, or a single match point, I should say, till that time, uh, they pretty much dominated the rest of the meet. Spencer Lee took down number 17 Patrick McKee in a pin at 153. Number two Austin Stanto tech falled. Number 23 Boo Dryden. Number three, Jaden Ironman, major decision over Marco Polanco, 22-9. to Number five, Max Mirren at 149, had a decision over number 17, Michael Blockus, 5-1. to Caleb Young, number eight, Caleb Young, had a decision over number six, Braylon Lee, 4-3. to Number one, Alex Marinelli defeated number 14, Andrew Sparks, 8-4. to Number one, Michael Kammerer, and that was a big thing that we got Michael back, had a major decision over Jake Aller, 12-4. Nelson Brands at 184. Number 8, Nelson Brands had a 10-6 decision over Isaiah Salazar. And at 197, number 6, Jacob Warner had a major decision over Garrett Joles, 13-2. Iowa up 35 to nothing at that point. Tony Cassiope falls to number 1, Gabriel Stevenson. So, um, again, a fantastic meet for Iowa. The fact that they absolutely dominated that is huge. Uh, this is what we're expecting this season, though. Um, it's going to be good to see if Iowa can get some of those uh, tougher matchups where Cassiope beats a Stevenson, but um, that's that's to come. That being said, the guys who should be and are supposed to be the standouts are absolutely crushing it. Spencer Lee looks like a man on a mission, and Iowa gets Illinois this upcoming weekend at 11 a.m. Um, they were supposed to do a uh, you know, a try meet with Michigan, um, but they are not going to be going against Michigan, and we're going to talk a little bit about that now because Michigan has a what they call the super spreader coronavirus strain at their school. I'll go into a little bit more details now, but 
basically there's a new variant of COVID-19 that has you know kind of started spreading in the UK. It reached the United States. Um, it's been in 20 different states at this point with 195 confirmed cases, but um, apparently that strain has hit the University of Michigan Athletic Department. Uh, a, a player from the UK, an athlete from the UK returned, had it, and um, has given it to multiple athletes at this point in order to basically stop the spreading or to stop, you know, the, the issue from being more out of hand. Uh, you know, the director of athletics, Donald R. Shepard, director of athletics, Ward Manuel said, canceling competitions is never something we want to do, but with so many unknowns about this variant of COVID-19, we must do everything we can to minimize the spread among student athletes, coaches, staff, and to the student athletes at other schools. So they're working really hard to make sure that this doesn't become a huge issue. Um, and I think it makes sense. The one thing I have a concern about is the fact that this means that the Michigan basketball team is going to miss a significant chunk of games. And why that's a big deal is right now they are number one in the Big Ten Conference, sitting at eight and one. Iowa is number two at one and a half games back with two losses. But why this is a big deal is that Michigan isn't going to play a significant chunk of games, and I don't know how they make that up, to be honest. I, I just don't see it. And the Big Ten has done a terrible job, again, go figure that, with trying to figure out how to reschedule these games. They just aren't. Iowa has one game over two weeks, and they've had a game against Michigan State and a game against Nebraska postponed. Play another team. Just let that happen. I don't know why they're not allowing this to happen. And then the, the one thing I can say is at least the games that Michigan is missing are not huge games from a standings perspective. Uh, Penn State at Penn State versus Indiana at Northwestern versus Michigan State. Ideally, those get made up. At least it's not games versus Illinois, Wisconsin, or Iowa. Whereas you could probably look at those and say, what if those don't get made up? Those are huge, you know, huge difference makers in terms of the Big Ten standings. But the Big Ten has to figure something out. You cannot have gaps of a week in between games for basketball when you're having games consistently postponed. I know it's not traditional. I know it's different, but you need to figure it out and you need to begin to get those games played. And they're just not doing a good job of making it happen that quickly. And I know, I know Fran even talked about how difficult it actually is to make makeup games happen, but we've seen college football teams travel across the country to play games in the, less than a week. Why can Midwestern basketball teams not do this? Why Why is it so difficult for Midwestern basketball teams to play? Why wasn't Iowa scheduled to play Michigan State um, at some point over this next week when they have an opportunity to? I, I don't get it. I don't understand why the Big Ten is not doing that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we'll continue to keep you updated on what is happening with Michigan and that shutdown. Again, they're missing at least four games at this point. No wrestling meet next week, which doesn't really impact the Hawkeyes wrestling team, but it still is a big deal. So, to recap, segment number one, the men's wrestling team absolutely dominates Minnesota, and we're not getting Michigan next week on the mat, and Michigan sports in general have been shut down for two weeks, and we talked about all of that and why that is happening. Coming up on segment number two, we're going to get into more of the Big Ten recap, talking about what happened over the past weekend, where Iowa stands in the standings before we finish up with football on segment number three. Before we get into any of that, though, you know I have some awesome messages for you from the sponsors of the show today and boy we got a new one for you that you want to listen up in case you have any issues with 
hair growth. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully now, there's Keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they are 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home, and you can do it at a decent price as well. So make sure you check out Keeps. Right now, again, prevention is key. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. So right now, check out Keeps.com slash college. That's right. If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash locked on college to receive your first month of treatment for free. Keeps.com. K-E-E-P-S.com. Check it out. Check it out and get started on your road to recovery with your hair loss right now at keeps.com slash locked on college. And as you know, we talked about it quite a bit. But betonline.ag is the only place to go for all of your betting needs. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that I personally trust. It's betonline.ag. Right now, you can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on the NFL, college basketball, NBA, NHL. Heck, even when there were some political things going on, you could bet on what was happening in the political landscape. They have odds for almost everything, and we're working on getting more Iowa Hawkeye-centric odds created as well. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and do not forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Again, the one place I trust, the one place that has you covered right now. Go to BetOnline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag. AG, your online sportsbook experts. And if you haven't checked it out, we have a brand new show. It is Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts at. And let's get back into our regularly scheduled content. As I said before we got into our break, we want to go through the Big Ten because – Iowa loses to Indiana, and that was a loss they couldn't, they they shouldn't have lost. Uh, as you listen to any of the players talk, they know they shouldn't have lost that game. That was a bad display, one of the worst shooting performances I've ever seen them have, and it's unlikely that that continues. It's a good wake up call, though, maybe a wake up call they needed, because they want to win the Big Ten. And as it stands, they're still in a very good position to do that. We're going to get into the standings, but first I want to go through a recap of the sports that have taken place over the last couple of days, at least a couple of the games. So Michigan defeated Purdue 70-53 to on Friday. Maryland took down Minnesota 63-49. to Ohio State defeated Wisconsin on the road 74-62. to Penn State beats Northwestern 81-78, to and Rutgers finally gets back on the win column, taking down Indiana 74-70. to And why those games matter obviously from the standings perspective, but there is so much unpredictability in the Big Ten. Again, the fact that Iowa went on a streak that it did, winning you know five games in a row, that is rare and not going to happen often in the Big Ten. Look at teams like Wisconsin, who is supposed to be contending for a Big Ten title. They are losing consistently at least every couple games. They are 6-3 and three right now in the Big Ten. 
two and two on the road, ten and two at home. That is not ideal, but it's not unexpected for the Big Ten. Michigan's been kind of the lone Wolverine. Obviously, that's funny because they are the Wolverines. What nice little pun there, Andrew. But the fact they've only lost one game is huge. Iowa, honestly, at this point, could very well be undefeated. They should have beat Minnesota. The way they played against Indiana, they would lose almost any team. And the fact they didn't lose by that much is still pretty impressive. But Wisconsin, 6-3. and three. Illinois is also 6-3. and three. Iowa still hasn't played either of those teams, but has an opportunity to build on that lead even more. They also get a game against Michigan. So you expect Michigan to likely lose at least one or two more games the rest of the season as long as they play those games. Obviously, the COVID issues pending. But... Iowa is not out of this thing, and this conference is so tough from top to bottom. Outside of Nebraska, who hasn't won a single league game to this point, every team has at least won two games. Even Penn State is 2-5. and five. Northwestern's won three games, three games against ranked teams at the time. Maryland is 3-6, and six, and a tough out. Michigan State is down at the bottom half, and they're always going to be a tough out at 2-4 and four in the conference and 8-4 and four overall. Rutgers seems to be back on the winning streak, the winning track at least, and that is a very long and lean defensive team that kind of can force teams to get out of rhythm. Indiana, they show what they could do. They're not a good shooting team, but when they get pressure on you, they can force your offense to kind of collapse a little bit. Again, Iowa should have shot the ball better, but Indiana did a good job defensively. Minnesota, um, very hit or miss. Ohio State, also very hit or miss. Purdue has some good shooters as well. And then Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, the four teams everyone thought were going to be competing for a Big Ten title. They're all up there at in those four spots. So again, Iowa, one and a half games back from Michigan. They have Michigan on their schedule. They also have two games against Wisconsin and a game against Illinois. So lots of opportunity there for Iowa to win the Big Ten championship, as we have talked about plenty of times. That is going to be a huge thing for the Hawks to watch out for. We're also going to quickly get into the Super Bowl, and then we're going to finish up with some football talk on segment number three. Um, as expected, multiple Hawkeyes have made the Super Bowl. We're going to walk away with either two Hawkeyes winning it, possibly fantastic rookie Tristan Wirfs, or and or Anthony Nelson winning that. And then on the Chiefs side, Ben Neiman and Anthony Hitchens. Tristan Wirfs um, put together one of the most impressive rookie seasons we have ever seen, uh, especially even for a tackle when you look at it that way. Uh, just really impressive. According to PFF, the highest, greatest rookies in the Super Bowl right now, Tristan Wirfs is number one at 82. Next up, Clyde edwards alaire for the Chiefs at 75.3. LeJarrius Sneed at 70.6. Willie Gay Jr. at 68.1. Tristan Wirfs is putting together a phenomenal season. He can cap it off with a Super Bowl victory in his first year. Anthony Nelson um, hasn't been getting much playing time, but let's see if he can make an impact as well on the defensive side of the ball for the Buccaneers against the Chiefs. And then Ben Neiman and Anthony Hitchens both won Super Bowls last year with the Chiefs. Um, obviously wish them the best. But it would be awesome to see Tristan Wirfs and Anthony Nelson, two former Iowa Hawkeyes who have yet to win a Super Bowl, get an opportunity to do that. So fun stuff nonetheless. And Iowa right now, when you look at it, you kind of one of the interesting things to be tracking over the last couple of weeks as was how many Iowa players were in the playoffs and how many Iowa players were in the Super Bowl. And it goes to show you the development of these programs. Right now, according to Super Bowl 55, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers rosters, LSU has six players on the active roster. Clemson has four, and Iowa has four. Michigan also has four. The only four teams above three, 
Iowa is one of those. Michigan is another one. And from there, it just kind of drops down. A&M at three, Central Michigan three, Minnesota three, Mississippi State three, Nebraska three, Penn State three, et cetera. So again, Iowa being that developmental football program coming into the weekend, um, they obviously had the Bills as well, where they have a significant amount of Iowa Hawkeye players on that team. And the Packers, they have you know Christian Kirksey on that team as well. So there's a lot of opportunity for Iowa players to get to the Super Bowl. It's awesome to see at least four of them get to the Super Bowl. And I'm excited to see the Buccaneers take on the Chiefs down in Tampa Bay in two weeks and see two of our Iowa Hawkeye alums raise that Lombardi trophy. Coming up on segment number three, we're going to wrap up with some more football talk and then close out the show. But you know I got some more messages for you because that's what we do here on Lockdown Hawkeyes Podcast. We give you some great messages for things you need to be aware of. And this one is this one hits pretty near and dear to my heart. It's Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in 18 fantastic flavors and they're constantly experimenting with new and seasonal flavors. My favorite is pumpkin chocolate chip. I also tried the peppermint chocolate bark, which was amazing. Right now though, I ran out of both of those. So I have been eating the mint brownie, which is also phenomenal as well. All these bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. But the taste, the taste is amazing. But let me tell you about the best part. You can basically eat a candy bar and get the health benefits of an actual protein bar. That's right. It combines both amazing pieces, the flavor and the health of a protein bar all in one. You can't find this anywhere else on the market. And believe me, I've tried eating as many protein bars as possible to see which ones I like. And I've come away disappointed every single time until I got to Built Bar. One of my favorite flavors outside of the mint chocolate, outside of the pumpkin chocolate chip and the peppermint chocolate bark is cookies and cream. It's 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. Why wouldn't you want to eat this candy bar that gives you those health benefits like a built bar? Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on though, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, y'all. And as I said, I'm, I'm, I apologize for not having a show out the last, you know, last day. Um, we'll be dropping a show every single day this week, including on Saturday. We're going to be doing a lot of Senior Bowl coverage, hoping to get Alaric Jackson and Chauncey Golson on the phone, talk to them a little bit about their practice days. But we'll see if we can get that. If we do, I'll let you know as well. But that'll be coming up this whole week. We're going to be breaking down the Senior Bowl, and we have a lot of other great content, including the preview of Iowa versus Illinois coming up on the shows this week. So stay tuned to Locked On Hawkeyes every single day. And let's get into some more football talk. As I alluded to, Chauncey Golston has been invited to the Senior Bowl. He's a late invite, but nevertheless, it doesn't matter if you were the last one or the first one, you're there for the Senior Bowl. And this year especially, the Senior Bowl is so important because it is a stacked group. Without as many premier college events, without the combine being the same as it has been in the past, it's more important than ever for people to get out in front of scouts, especially at the Senior Bowl where you're going up against some of the best of the best. And Chauncey Golson getting that late invite. We saw it happen with Michael Ojemudia last year. He got a late invite and he balled out and turned it into a third round draft selection by the Denver Broncos. So going to be a lot of fun watching Chauncey and Alaric go at it this week um, in practice. And especially for Chauncey, this is a really good opportunity because a lot of what they do in the senior bowl is, is one-on-one drills. So that really favors the defensive end because it gives them an advantage. And from a Larry Jackson's perspective, if he does well, that favors him as well. Um, obviously anytime you do poorly, it's not going to be great, but Jackson's Jackson wise doing poorly. Isn't as big of a concern as Chauncey Golson doing poorly because of the advantageous position that Chauncey Golson is getting those one-on-one drills as a defensive end. I do have access to practice film. Again, I do have access to these players. So hoping to get them on the phone as well. We'll be breaking all of that down last year. I mean, 
it, this would have been an amazing year to be down at the Senior Bowl. So many great players there, and the fact that we have Chauncey and Alaric Jackson there um, would have been phenomenal because they give you such great access to those players. Last year, after each practice, I was able to go up, find Michael Ojemudia, interview him for a few minutes, and let him go, and it was as easy as that. Um, it would have been the same thing this year had it not been for this pandemic, but we'll be back next year, hopefully with a few Iowa seniors there as well, breaking down your Iowa Hawkeyes at the Senior Bowl. But again, we'll be doing it virtually this week, so stay tuned for that. Alongside some other football news as well, we have two huge returns from the special teams standpoint, Caleb Shudok and Austin Spywick. I definitely butchered those names. I apologize again, just not good with names sometimes. But those two those two guys coming back is going to be huge. Obviously, having the extra year of eligibility, Caleb has been waiting in the shadows of Keith Duncan to get an opportunity to kick the football full time. He's been our place our our uh, kick return sorry our kickoff guy our special kickoff guy because he has a huge leg. So whereas we've seen Keith Duncan kind of you know not get any opportunities past the fifty, uh, we could see Caleb Shudok get a few more opportunities past the 50, which will help out this Iowa Hawkeye offense as long as he can be consistent and accurate as we expect him to be. As the number two guy for the last couple of years, he even came in this past year to attempt a 52-yard field goal. So Iowa clearly trust him. They trust him in situ big-time situations. Having him back is going to be huge for our special teams. That also has Torrey Taylor. And then do not discredit the fact that we are bringing back our long snapper. Long snapping is an art which I didn't realize until I talked to former Iowa Hawkeye long snapper Casey Creeder, but it is an art. It is very important that they have that communication and having Reiner Saab back as well to be able to um, catch those snaps is going to be big time for our special teams play. So expect our special teams to be back and loaded going into next year as well. And then finally to wrap up our show, one last thing we have is that Iowa landed a huge recruit, Michael McClinsky, a former Texas commit. He decommitted, decommitted from Texas and really from that point on, it looked like he was going to go to Iowa. Iowa was big in on his recruiting initially, and there's a good reason why. At six foot two, 285 pounds, he's a center from Jacksonville, Florida. His dad played in the NFL for nine years and is currently the strength and conditioning coach for the Jaguars. So he's got that pedigree. He's got that strength and conditioning piece kind of figured out already going into a very strong strength and conditioning program at Iowa. He's not ranked high, 1,073rd nationally, 14th ranked center, but what Iowa sees and what I see on tape as well is a, an athletic guy who's a mauler who can really um, you know, attack at the point of attack, uh, sorry, get off strong at the point of attack and can learn under Tyler Linderbaum, which is something he also mentioned as well. Iowa doesn't have a true center on the roster outside of Tyler Linderbaum. There's guards who can fill over if we need them to, but it'll be interesting to see how quickly Michael McClinsky can get on the field, considering Tyler Linderbaum is likely gone next year so I, I doubt I absolutely doubt that he's going to be there um, for another year Tyler Linderbaum that is so Michael McClinsky could get an opportunity as a redshirt freshman to start for the Iowa Hawkeyes it'll be interesting to see what his development looks like but again the fact that he's already has a big build six foot two 285 pounds comes from an NFL pedigree has that strength and conditioning wherewithal that you typically don't see from high school athletes that is going to be huge and he has the versatility that the Iowa Hawkeyes loved about Tyler Linderbaum as well he played center guard and defensive line in high school so again a really awesome recruit and a snag for Iowa giving them one of the best offensive line um, recruiting classes we've ever seen for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And that gets Iowa up to 
18 commits in this class. So phenomenal stuff for the Iowa Hawkeyes to be able to recruit as well as they did given the circumstances of last summer, given the circumstances of this year with coronavirus and not being able to do those in-person visits. Iowa had to change a little bit of what they do. Um, Coming up though on tomorrow's show, we're going to give you a breakdown of what is left for recruiting. Um, Iowa is hot and heavy in on a Northern Illinois defensive tackle. Also looking at adding another running back and important to note as well that while we did land Michael McClinsky, we lost a Iowa Hawkeye to the transfer portal. Former Northern Illinois transfer uh, Matt Lorbeck has left the program and has entered the transfer portal. Uh, So as we get more information on that, where he's going to be going, we're going to be covering that as well on the show. But Matt Lorbeck has left. And, you know, it looked like he was going to get some playing time. But really, when you look at the roster and how it broke down, I just didn't see a way uh, way for him on the field. I know it was a dream of his to come to Iowa. He's now a graduate transfer looking to get an opportunity to start D1 uh, you know, power five D1 football, not just Northern Illinois. So best of luck to Matt Lorbeck as he transfers out of Iowa. And that does do it for our show today. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down more content on the Senior Bowl, talking a little bit more football and recruiting and anything else that pops up over the next 24 hours. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Have a fantastic Tuesday out there, Hawkeye Nation, and let's go Hawks.